listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. It's a new episode here on I Love Old Time Radio. Welcome, Old Time Radio fans. I'm your host, Virtual Vinny. You can interact with us via social media on our Facebook page at I Love Old Time Radio or on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. You can send feedback via our contact form on our website at I Love Old Time Radio.com or you can leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you enjoyed this program, please take the time to rate and review us at review.iloveoldtimeradio.com. This episode is brought to you in part by the I Love Old Time Radio Patreon page. As a Patreon member, you'll help me continue to bring all these great Golden Age shows, upgrade our equipment, keep the website going, and more. Plans start at just $2 a month, but if you pledge $6 or more, you get access to the Vintage Radio Podcast, a look at series that were an hour or more that include Lux Radio Theater, CBS Radio Mystery Theater, and the Mercury Theater on the air, just to name a few. I Love Old Time Radio produces a new show every Monday through Friday each day with a different theme. Wednesdays are all about detectives, like Detective Annie Clover in Broadway Is My Beat. This episode originally aired on May 30th, 1953, and it's called The Ruth Shea Murder Case. Broadway's My Beat, from Times Square to Columbus Circle, the gaudiest, the most violent, the lonesomest mile in the world. Broadway's My Beat, with Larry Thor as Detective Danny Clover. It comes to every street, and it comes to Broadway, the single instant when summer nighttime hits the skids, when tomorrow starts coming in. It's the instant when the shadows start to stretch, and the first neon is turned off, and a puff of breeze up from the river blows the warmth away. Somebody pays a check, and the party breaks up. Somebody yawns. Somebody goes home. It's the time of the delicatessen store where the toast is drunk with cream soda and go home with the newspapers. And it's come to Broadway. Another day's dying. Where I was, the night returns to the river, causes phenomena such as a thousand curves of moon reflected in dark water and drifting to the sea, such as brief, wild sob of a ship suddenly landlocked, such as death sprawled beside it. A couple of kids walking past here stumbled, Danny saw the woman dead, called it in. Any identification, Mugwin? A purse, a wallet, haven't had a chance to look. Here. I guess you got a yacht, it gives you the privilege. Huh? That yacht out there, look at him. You can make him out. What am I bitter about? Somebody buy me a small yacht, I'd dance, blow the whistle, and... Yeah, just like that, I... Uh, for now, just hold the flash over this way, huh, Muggerman? Yeah. Ruth Shea, 1212 West 65th. In case of accident, notify Robert Shea. Relation husband. Height, 5 feet 4 inches, weight 160. Bet this woman weighs more than that now, Danny. Closer to 250, I'll bet. No money in the wallet. Robbery, huh? Probably. Nothing else in this purse except a couple of candy bars. I'd say she was walking or was driven down here and... That's a real happy sound. Yeah. You know something? What? 
I never knew what I wanted out of life. Now I know. This is a night to remember, Danny. And to headquarters now to file the report, to detail the violence, to wait, because there are entries to be made in blank spaces provided for the purpose. Information not yet available. Information now being worked on in official and prescribed tempo, which may take an hour, two, maybe more, which will then be tendered to the interested party. Wait. And on the fringe of dawn, the tiptoe entrance of that filler-in of blank spaces, Sergeant Gino Tartaglia. Good morning, Danny. Well, you don't have to whisper, Gino. It's... Forgive it's... me. Unaccustomed as I am to night duty, it follows that I would perhaps not be up in the etiquette for the occasion. So kill me. It's just that you don't need to whisper, Gino. You're not... If for various reasons I need to approach Mrs. T at four of a morning... I whisper, Gino. If one of my tataglia yells out at four in the morning, water, I need glass of water, I whisper back, get it yourself, honey. Gino, just give it to me. How the information you have? Goes without saying. Uh, report still warm from the hands of the medical examiner, Dr. Sinsky, concerning the deceased Ruth Shea as follows. Weight of victim, 242 pounds and odd ounces. 242 pounds in a woman? This is Just go big... on, huh, Gino? <clears throat> Approximate age of Ruth Shea deceased, age 27. Condition of Ruth Shea at time of decease, body full of many bullet wounds. The gun that killed was emptied into her, which leads Dr. Sinsky to the conclusion that... That what? That Ruth Shea was murdered in passion, in fury, to quote the good doctor, and for no motives of robbery or etc. Also, Danny, not on the report... What? ...that the husband of Ruth Shea, having been notified, is right now waiting outside the morgue. Why didn't you tell me, Gino, instead... He'll wait, Danny, he'll wait. What else is a husband in his condition to do? Besides, he's been there all... The walk now. Route channeled through plaster walls, bulletin boards stressing courtesy and alertness, and doorways to squad rooms, detention rooms, and other doorways. Route to the morgue the final long corridor with the painted red arrows and discreet printing and the permanent beads of sweat on the wall. And the last turn, the man waiting in front of the brown doors. Are you Mr. Clover? The impeccable man, the man in shades of gray, the natty man who had brought a carved malacca cane to the enormous cold room, who held a Hamburg between you and him like a shield. They told me to wait here for you. I'm Mr. Shea, Robert Shea. Then you know it's pretty certain your wife might be here in the morgue, Mr. Shea. I knew she was missing. Has been for some hours. Let's go in. You say your wife has just been missing for hours. Since midnight, I'd say. Please. What? Uh, before I do, before I tell you, before I recite small things as concerns Ruth and myself, the wherefores and so on, let's be sure. All right. Well? Why is she dead, Mr. Clover? She's been shot. Someone emptied... I mean, why is she dead? This is your wife. Why is she dead? Let's get out of here, Mr. Chairman. Please tell me why. All of a sudden now, Ruth is dead and shot and in this place. I want to know. Well, maybe robbery, maybe... All right. I'll accept that. Sit down, Mr. Shea. Can I get you something? What did you have in mind that you can get me, Mr. Clover? Water, cigarette, that's all. And the concerned look you're offering up right now? I analyzed that look correctly, didn't I? Partly. Quizzical? That's right. 
I want you to tell me about your wife's being missing, the, the small things you mentioned. At midnight, about then we retired. I kissed my wife goodnight. She went to her bedroom. I had mine. Go on. I couldn't sleep. I thought to listen to some music. My bed radio is... There's a little screw on the tuner. It's out of order. I thought to go into Ruth's room quietly and take her radio. I see now how I knew. This ever happened before, Mr. Shea? Two or three times. Oh? But each time I found Ruth on the back porch. You won't believe it. Tell me. Reading poetry by flashlight. Listen, Mr. Clover. Yes? First of all, you must concern yourself with me. I know that, whether I killed my wife. I didn't. I... I worshipped her. You'll find that out. All right. You can see how wonderful she was. Poetry by flashlight. I worshipped her. You'll find out that I did. You'll see. Now I'd like to be alone. Morning, Danny. Hi. Sleep good? Huh? That's good. See the morning paper? No. You don't look at the morning paper, Danny. How are you going to know what's happened during the night to our civilization? No, even so help me. That's you... why I brought one with me. Already folded neatly to page 10. Behind the sports section and what the Giants went and did again. Here, the third column. Picture of a young woman. Want to look at it, Danny? Sure you do. Look. Very beautiful. Very. Very. <laughs> no, no, don't read it, Danny. Let me lay it out personally. That beautiful woman in harem costume, that ravishing thing, that doll... Oh, that's got heartbreak in it, the way her mouth curves. That's Ruth Shea. The same Ruth Shea we found shot up near the river. I don't... Sure you don't believe it, neither do I. But that's her, all right. Picture taken two years ago at a society fair with tents on Long Island. <laughs> the beautiful, elegant Ruth Shea, they say about her. Just that long ago, I she's... checked with the newspaper. One of their boys grabbed the picture two years ago. August, 1951. I talked to him personally. All right, Muggerman, she was beautiful, so what does it... Uh... What does it prove? <laughs> How would I know? How would I know what happens to a woman who looks like that and then ends up as a 250-pound corpse? How would I... What do you want, Tartaglia? Uh, what do you want, Sergeant? My mission is to Lieutenant Clover, if you don't mind, Detective What is Muggerman. it, Gino? Just came a phone call to this department from a Miss Dinah Martin. Well? A Miss Dinah Martin who politely informed me she was an intimate friend of the late Ruth Shea. That she saw Ruth no less than day before yesterday, and also, if we will kindly send someone to her place, she will be happy to chat about who killed her dear friend Ruth. Her also, address, Tartaglia, you get it? Also, Danny, the address of Miss Dinah Martin, which I present to you for your personal consideration. Thanks, Gino. You did good. Thank you, Danny. And before you mention the squad car, Detective Mugovan, it has been ordered and is awaiting your pleasure. That is all. It says over the doorbell, Dinah Martin, just like... You want to ring the bell, Mugovan? Maybe Dinah changed her mind. Try the door, huh? Wouldn't live without it. We go in, Danny? Sure we do. Danny? 
and the thing that stopped him. Girl seated on the floor, head twisted, leaning up against the edge of bed. Arms unbent, curved inward, fingers taut in attitude of distorted dance. Mouth in silent, infinite scream. Eyes open, staring. Throat. Bruises, Danny. She's been strangled. Girl strangled. In attitude of doll. Attitude of death. Final pose of murder. You are listening to Broadway's My Beat, written by Morton Fine and David Friedkin, and starring Larry Thor as Detective Danny Clover. Next Tuesday is Coronation Day in Great Britain. CBS Radio has been planning for months to bring you all-out coverage of the actual ceremonies, the parades, and the processions. You'll hear hours and hours of color, background, and pageantry, reported by Edward R. Murrow, Robert Trout, Howard K. Smith, Paul Niven, Alexander Kendrick, and many other noted CBS Radio newsmen. CBS Radio goes on the air at 5.30 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time next Tuesday to begin coverage of the coronation. Coverage that will make this great event a vivid reality for listeners from coast to coast. Noon time of May on Broadway. Also the time of the excursion uptown to place wreath on stone or on wood. In the gust of memory, memory... knelt at, memory wept for. Then back to the street, back to Broadway, to observe the dying of May. To stand on the street corner, nibble the hot pastrami, look into the future. When again it will be the time of youth. The two-week romp in the Catskills. The burial in the sand at Far Rockaway. Ecstasy on the high curve of the roller coaster at Coney. And on the moon-burned grass of Public Park, the girl to make talk to. Dream talk. Crazy talk. Summertime talk. When May dies, it'll happen. And where I was, in Detective Mugovan, room of the strangled girl. Room where girl had slept and awakened. Room now subject to more official, more prescribed routines. To be walked by strangers. To be searched. There's little letters here, Danny, all addressed to Miss Dinah Martin. Huh? Those book plates you found going through her books. Dinah Martin, huh? Yeah. Other things, shoes, dresses, lingerie. Looks like they go good with her. Size, color, material. Yeah. Pretty positive identification, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, I do, Mugovan. When she called in, she said she knew about Ruth Shea's dying, said she wanted to talk to somebody about Yeah, it. she did. Now we won't know. She's got nobody to talk you to. You want to look in the other rooms, Mugovan? Yeah, I'll do that. Hey, Danny, look. Yeah, look at this, this framed photograph. Let's see it. She was younger then. Sure younger, a kid freshly graduated from high school. And the other kids with her. Two girls in white graduation gowns. A boy in blue coat, white flannel pants. <laughs> Diplomas crossed like swords. This older gentleman with the rimless glasses. Autographed to Dinah. This one next to her, Ruth Shea. Beauty even when she was a kid, huh, Dan? Look how This her... one, Mary Greer. The boy, Steve Harnden. This inscription under the picture of the older man. Yeah, to the bright stars, may fortune continue smiling. Signed, John... B.R. Uh, Brewster. Is that yeah, Brewster? Oh, don't mention it. Oh, don't ask me, Danny. I'll stay and take over. And to Officer Sinker, 
The man assigned to such things, show him the picture, point out the name, and wait five minutes. Picture taken in front of North Park High School on 95th. And Mr. Brewster, that would be Mr. John Brewster, principal. So the squad car and early afternoon ride uptown. And on the playing fields of North Park High, the young men officially required to wear underwear between the hours of one and two on this day. And the young ladies looking plucky in black bloomers and preparing their ship for the great sea of life by batting a hockey ball up and down. Enter the red brick building. Ask of a giggler where the principal's office is and her girlfriend has to answer for her. Walk the hall, hallowed by large glass case with only three athletic trophies in it, two won by girls' teams, and an office, and ask for and be received by Mr. Brewster. It's about Ruth Shea, isn't it? And about another woman, uh, Dinah Martin. Dinah? What's happened to her? Dead. Oh, surely now you must We found this uh, picture in her room, Mr. Brewster, only a short time ago. Uh, Would you look at it, please? Of course. Dinah, Ruth. Mary Greer, Steve Herndon, and myself. Ah, but uh, you know that, the autograph... Five people on a photograph. Two murdered within a day of each other. Can you give me any idea of... uh... Well, these four students, my scholarship students of that year, ten years ago, I'd say, about that. We had our pictures taken together, an annual thing. I see. Each one a scholarship to college. Had you seen Ruth? I mean... When she was dead. The black hair... What? I, I marveled as black It was as... red, Mr. Brewster, a kind of red. Ruth was so beautiful. I remember how I would stand by that window and watch as she... Time does pass, doesn't it? Yes. It's a pity she didn't go to college. She had a fine mind. Uh, Ruth, didn't you know, she married after graduation. Why she married when she could have had an education... Mr. Brewster... Uh, what... Oh, yes. Had you seen her recently? Not since I handed her her diploma. But I got word from her, uh, about her, from time to time. Oh? A coincidence, really. What is it? I happened into Dinah Martin six months ago. Uh, eight. No, well, it's not see. important how long ago. Just tell me. The... She said she'd seen Ruth often. That Ruth was fat and a horror as a person. A crier, twister of handkerchief, an eaten woman. You know how they are. Go on. That's all she said. She was in a hurry. And now she's dead. Strangled to death. Well, that's all she said. She was in a hurry. You know where I can find this other boy and girl in the picture? My secretary should be able to tell you. We send out cards periodically to see what happened to our people. She should know. Things really do, don't they, Mr. Clover? They really change. You won't mind if I let the record play through whatever we have to talk about, will you, Mr. Clover? Well, not if you... uh... I don't mind it. Why should you? Look, Miss Greer... If not that record, then the radio. Because it helps me when I need to think. When I have to study, when... You're still a student, Miss Greer? Postgraduate work at Columbia. I'm on my doctorate in Oriental philosophies. Before that, it was medieval tapestries and their profundities. Before that... Miss Greer... I won a scholarship in high school, you know. Me and Ruth and Dinah and Steve. Mr. Brewster told me. Miss Greer, I want And I took the gentle Mr. Brewster's gentle words to heart. And I never stopped studying. And I never stopped learning. And I know absolutely nothing. Positively 
May I see that photograph again, please? Of course. This one is dead, and this one is dead. The poor, poor young things. That's the emotion their dying brings to you, Miss Greer? Precisely the emotion. I have no compassion for them, dead or alive. Why not? Good question. Very good question. Well, just tell me, Miss Greer. Dinah. Dinah Martin, I can dispose of in very few words. There was nothing about her to interest me. Shallow girl with brain and soul to match. She fooled others. Mr. Brewster, but not me. And Ruth Shea? A very great beauty in her youth. Once the boys' soccer team carried around the campus on their shoulders. She was masked, so they built a bonfire and... That's why you don't care she's dead? Could be. Could be one of the reasons. What others? You take a beautiful girl like Ruth. And circumstances are such that you must go to high school with raving beauty. Any questions? Go on. And you... A student and girl must observe what Ruth does to boys, and later to men. Then you must stand by and watch as she marries. A wonderful man, a handsome man, an impeccable man. Still no questions? Look, Miss Greer, just... And this man takes this Ruth for better or for worse, and builds pedestals for her beauty, where he may worship and not let her lift a finger to anything and not demand anything of her. And years later, you see this girl, this beauty, this owner of everything in the world, and... And... And what? And she's still beautiful, but this... Dissatisfied. And edgy. And making this slow but sure change into a complete horror. When a man has loved her like that, has married her, has... You still wonder, Mr. Clover, why no compassion for O'Shea? Alive or dead? No. I didn't take you for a fool. Goodbye, Mr. Clover. How did you find me, Mr. Clover? I got your home address from your high school. I phoned your house. Your wife told me where to find you. She say I'd be up to my elbows and shoulder pads? Yes, yeah, she did. It's a joke for people who ask where I am during the day. The things those people are making, shoulder pads for ladies' garments. Eh, this is a shoulder pad. Oh, huh? very interesting. Interesting? The heat done something Look, to you? Look, uh, okay. Mr. Herndon. Okay. He said it's about Dinah and Ruthie when you come in. That's right. Dinah went out of town to college, if I remember correctly. Me, I stayed here. Had you seen her recently? No. No. How about Ruth? In high school, I practically fainted for just one touch of a loose-leaf book. Nuts about her. Yeah, I understand she used to be a very beautiful girl. You remember Dolores Costello in the movies? Only with coal black hair. Wistful, but with the macho mystery. <laughs> the black hair did it for me. Black hair. Last time I saw it was platinum. How long ago was this? Well, I saw her at a party a couple of years ago. How did she look? Started to get a little heavy, I thought. Figured it was from the booze. Oh? Yeah, she was real loaded. Hey, listen. Uh-huh. You already talked to my wife on the phone, haven't you? There's no need to talk to her again, is there? I doubt it. Why? Uh... <laughs> my wife always wondered where I disappeared to for an hour. That party two years ago. I danced Ruth out on the balcony. Ruth was loaded. You remember I told you that? That's right, you did. And she hated him, but she wouldn't let me kiss her. Hated her husband, you mean? Yeah, that's right. She was talking divorce two years ago. Did you know that? She said he wouldn't give her one. 
What else did she say? Oh, she said she'd get even with him, you know. Why did she hate him, Mr. Hernan? Did she tell you that? Yeah, kind of. Said she wanted to get off that pedestal. She said he wouldn't let her really be a wife. He would do everything for her. I'm tired of being told she was so beautiful and she mustn't do this or do the... Look, Miss Stutman on the basting machine has got her hand raised. She's a new girl. Will you pardon me, Mr. Clover? Yes? Hello, Mr. Shea. You uh, remember me, don't you? Yes. Now, this is Detective Mugovan. Pleased to meet you. Well, let's go inside. I was just going... Thank you very much. We will. You know why we came to see you, Mr. Shea? Additional information? Whatever it is, I'll be glad... To answer your question. Question? The one you asked me in the morgue. Oh. Well... Well, what? You mean as to why it happened to Ruth? Why she was killed? I know the answer. Well, let's see if it jives with ours. Mr. Clover himself suggested it. Robbery. Ruth was foolish enough, sentimental enough to take a walk late at night by the river. She left herself open for that sort of thing. It's not an extraordinary happening in the city that that a woman lonely on a a lonely stretch of pavement, Ruth was well-dressed, as you know. Ruth, to some people, there was a prettiness in her face. Cut it out, Mr. Shea. It's possible that she attracted... Anyhow, you know as well as I do, she had no money with her. Woman of her class to have no money. Therefore, at points... I've come to the conclusion that it was murder provoked. Danny, but... leave him alone. Well, doesn't that make sense? I've asked myself over and over, over and over. What about the seven bullets? What? Whoever shot your wife emptied his gun into her. Her murderer was provoked. Down at headquarters, we've got it tabbed as a crime of passion. What do you mean? Love, hate, emotion, you know. A bright man like you. A man shoots a woman, she drops. He stands over, he keeps shooting. You know, Passion. Is that the right word? Danny. Yeah. You can have your opinion, of course, but certainly I... Certainly you what? Are you hinting that my wife had a clandestine meeting? That there was another man? Mr. Shea. Well, is that what you're hinting? We found out your wife was a very great beauty. A long time ago. There was still a prettiness in her face. Some Two years ago, the papers ran a picture of her in a harem costume. Slender, graceful. You remember? Yes. Her black hair. Yes. Then she died at platinum. How'd she look? Cheap. On her. And she was starting to put on weight. Then she dyed her hair again. Uh, what would you say that color was, Danny? I don't know. Orange. She said red, but something happened. And getting sloppier. A beautiful woman like that. the time she was 16, I loved her. 16 and lovely. And I married her. Mr. Shea. So lovely. And young and slender. What happened, Mr. Shea? What happened? I don't know. I really don't know. I know. She wanted a divorce, didn't she? To lose a beautiful thing like Ruth, I'd have to be out of my mind. You understand why she wanted a divorce, Mr. Shea? Said, she you said... You wouldn't let her be a wife, is that what she said? I worshipped her. I worshipped the ground she walked Because on. she was beautiful and you loved her. Yes, 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 yes. And she destroyed the woman you loved. Herself. You see what she did? In two years before my eyes, she became a horror, a glutton. Everything I did. So you killed her? Yes. And killed Dinah Martin. I went to see her because I knew she understood what happened. She opened the door for me and saw it was me and started to scream. I strangled her. Let's go, Mr. Shea. You should have seen her, my wife, how beautiful she was. 
woman I loved. And Ruth killed her. And there was another person living in her place. Coarse, orange hair, and what she had become. I'm ready. It's the street of the hunter, this Broadway, of the smile that's dropped at the tip of the hat. And lights flung from windows out of doorways, and you walk a pavement spangled with a thousand colors. But between the light, that's where the darkness is. It's Broadway, the gaudiest, the most violent, the lonesomest mile in the world. Broadway. My beat. Broadway's My Beat stars Larry Thor as Detective Danny Clover, with Charles Calvert as Tartaglia and Jack Crucian as Mugovan. The program is produced and directed by Elliot Lewis with musical score composed and conducted by Alexander Courage. In tonight's story, Lamont Johnson was heard as Robert. Featured in the cast were Truda Marson, Lawrence Dobkin, and Steve Roberts. Bill Anders speaking. still shine in the Lux Summer Theater Monday nights on the CBS Radio Network. Listening to I Love Old Time Radio with your host, Virtual Vinny. Welcome back. It's always the husband. When a wife dies, the husband is always the first suspect, and rightfully so, because they're the one that did it. Not really a great episode, but you know, the Gino banter, I gotta I, I always love it. I love the way Gino talks to Danny. I just Danny doesn't appreciate him, but you know, Gino, I appreciate you. And that's going to conclude our show here on I Love Old Time Radio. This program can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, 
Spotify, Amazon Music, and our host, Anchor.fm. For a full list, visit our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com and find the best location that suits you. You can also listen to us on your Alexa device through TuneIn or iHeartRadio. Like us on Facebook at I Love Old Time Radio. Follow us on Twitter at I Love OT Radio. Comments and questions can be directed to our website at iloveoldtimeradio.com or leave a voice message using the Anchor.fm app. If you'd like to help support this show, you can do so with a one-time donation or join our Patreon page at support.iloveoldtimeradio.com. Tomorrow, it's a new episode of Interesting to Mysteries, and join us next Wednesday for some more Broadway Is My Beat. For iloveoldtimeradio.com, this is Virtual Vinny, signing off.